And welcome to another episode of Inside the Squad. It is the last episode of 2021, and it's actually my last episode as well. And I guess we'll say it's Captain Phillips' episode, the last episode as well. Uh, it's been awesome. I hope you enjoy this. Your new hosts joined us in this session, Sergeant Justin Hartman and Lieutenant Randy Shear, which you've heard from him a few times. But they're taking over. We kind of gave them their first run through, and hopefully it'll be a great 2022. Enjoy. conversation we're talking about concerts yeah and i was asking patty what's the last concert you went to the last one i remember was trans-siberian orchestra where was that at uh downtown indianapolis what do they call it now come on uh, used to be market Indy. square arena for those of us who are old oh oh you're talking about the venue yes the venue <clears throat> right i don't know i don't know anyway it was awesome does anybody know TSO? They do a lot I've of, heard of Christmas them. music. You know who I listen to during Christmas time? Tell me. Michael Bublé. Mm, nice. I mean, he is... That's where it's at. Don't look at me like that. No, he no. Is, I, no, it's, that's good. I was thinking Straight No Chaser. Who's you, that? You never heard of Straight No Chaser? Mm-mm. You do a lot. You, why, why are you giving that look, Patty? Aren't they country? No. I don't do... I don't do... What's the matter with country? Uh, it's like a group of like uh, 15, <laughs> Are we recording? 15 guys that started out at uh, IU. I hope so. Justin, right. yep. Yep. They started at IU and uh, they're very famous. They, yeah. Yep. I mean, they, they sing all kinds of stuff, but. I don't do you've country. never heard of Straight No Chaser. It's not country. They're I've also problems. never heard of Bucky Cleaverton until Randall came into my life. You're and, welcome. And yeah. I've never heard of him either. <laughs> Who is that? I would play a song, but. We'd be getting kicked off, probably. I just, I I don't do country. My mom, that's all, I mean, my whole upbringing, and now just nope. There's nothing wrong with country. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just don't like it. Looks Patty's going to give me I I like the crossover country artists who have crossed over to pop. Oh. Oh, my. Really? It's a thing. I do, too. I mean, I cannot maintain my bougie status by listening to country. Boom. Boom. <laughs> she is awake this morning, folks. She is awake. You're a Taylor Swift fan is what you're saying. Who? Okay. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a country uh, crossover to pop. I'm talking Olivia Newton-John. Oh. Or. Uh, like in, uh, oh, geez, I just had a brain fart. What's, I do? No, what's the movie? Xanadu. You just said Xanadu. Grease. Did you really just say that? Yeah. Oh, Grease. I've seen Grease more times than I'd so. like to admit. Uh-huh. My sister is uber into musicals and music and concerts. I've been to Beyonce. I've went and seen Ashley Simpson. I've seen Alicia Spice Keys. Girls? I have not seen the Spice Girls, but I've I've watched their movie, the Spice Girls movie, uh-huh. again, more times than I like to admit, probably as many times as Grease, because she would play it on just repeat when we were kids. I took my two oldest sons to Spice Girls when they were elementary school. I know. 
they're well-rounded they're in, now. They're entertaining. They're well-rounded. But no, it's my okay. last concert was Damage Maroon. done. <laughs> that you know of. Yeah. Maroon 5's I saw this summer. I love Maroon 5. <clears throat> that was the second time I've seen them. And I just picked up tickets. Coming to the Long Center, Theo Vaughn. He's a comedian, and he is hilarious. Tom, have you heard of Theo? I have not. Hilarious. So I'm excited about that. Anybody into comedians? Longcenterpac.org. Yeah, I'm serious. It's going to be – he is he is hilarious. So that should be a good – Coming to the Long Center? Yeah. When? February 24th. So I picked up my tickets yesterday. Welcome, everyone, to the Ian Show. It is the Ian – it's the last of the Ian Show, too. Oh. Oh. Hey, answer. <laughs> I hope uh, everybody feels the love. Thanks. But, uh, yeah, Cap's kicking me out, out of patrol, or back to patrol, rather. But guess what? It's your last day as well, my friend. It is. Oh. <laughs> so. On the podcast, let's be clear. On the podcast, yes. Oh. Yeah. Not, although, not, not retiring, but I... Although, what, what day next month could you officially walk away? January 14th. He'll have 20 years on January 14th. 20 that years of service. is fabulous. That's awesome. Insert slow clap. What'd you say? Insert, Insert slow, slow. <laughs> slow clap. <laughs> but yeah. we have today, so, uh, so it's not all about me-ish. Sergeant Justin Hartman's here today. Good morning. So that's my replacement. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he's here because we're uh, just throwing him in the deep end and let him know how we do it here on the inside the squad. So he'll be replacing me next year. And oddly enough, we're literally just flip-flopping. I'm going to take over his shift next year, and he's taking over the sergeant admin services. That just kind of worked out that way. Yeah, it's exciting. With, exciting with, for me. Yeah, because you've been on patrol now for how long? 15 years. It's the only thing I've ever done. So be a nice change of pace. Yeah, it'll be good. Because you got, when did you get hired on? Was it a year before me? Got hired in December of 06. Okay, yeah, because that was August of 07. And we went to high school together, although he was a few years older than me. A couple years. A couple years. Oh, I'm sorry, a couple years. Had a class together at Purdue. We did. Yeah. We did. I forgot about that. Yeah. We're homegrown. Well, you were never there. That's fair. <laughs> we were homegrown, though, Mavericks, and decided to stay local, which I'm glad we did. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was at a, a school, and my ultimate goal was to go federal, but I think I'm, I know that I'm glad that I ended up staying here. Did the D.C., did he want to go federal at all? Did he ever talk about that? No. No. By the way, he's a McCutcheon grad. Is he really? Mm. Well, no, that makes sense because the T pain too. He, yeah, yeah, that's right. No, um, no, it it was kind of a legacy thing because his dad was in law enforcement with the county, and so you know he grew up knowing that he actually went in. He was at Ball State for computer sciences back when the computer was punch cards, you know. And no, I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> it happened, um, and then went into the army and when he came out he pretty much walked into a job in in records oh and that 
he got his feet wet there, saw what was going on, and said, yeah, I want to be a part of this. So. Oh, cool. And so just so people know, when I say D.C., Patty's husband, former deputy chief, Dave Payne. So. Yeah, and I did not know that his father, uh, that, that Dave was a legacy, and that mm-hmm. his dad worked for the sheriff's department. That's right. I didn't know that. Yeah. His mm-hmm. dad was also in the Army, so Dave was born uh, at Fort Ben, and they spent some a few years in Germany. Mm. Um, when they came back here, they bounced a little bit for a couple of years, you know, Frankfurt, Michigan, that kind of thing. And, and then his dad got hired with the county. So, yeah. I didn't realize that D.C. was a vet. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I came this close to being an Army wife. And you just decided, I'm done? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What Plus, I saw four? the other Army wives. Four, four and out? Is that what he did? It was actually three because he got a, a passionate leave. His mother was diagnosed with a, a brain tumor, and so he needed to be local. Mm. So it was, it was more like three, three and a half. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And Tom, I can't remember. Did you have anybody that was in law enforcement or? Nope. Tom's a veteran. Hey, we're hiring. <laughs> I'm 41. Oh, okay. Going out of this. If people don't know, you have to be, you can't be 40 upon appointment, right? Like it's like. Upon swearing, correct. Yeah. You have to be 39, 364 days old. Correct. Yes. So. Yeah, well, they changed that law two years ago. Yeah. But it used to be 36, and they bumped it up, so that's good. And we are still hiring. So, But, Tom, I guess you're not eligible. But that's all right because you're good at IT, and Thank you. we aren't. We definitely aren't. Right, Randall? Although Randall's getting good. He's getting really good at editing. He just made the flyer that's going to be potentially hung. Patty, maybe? You mean on the fence? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, that's, you, did you see my handiwork? That's gorgeous, work? yeah. I looked at my email on vacation just so I could look at that, and I'm, I'm fond of it. That's awesome. Well, hey, you know, the photographer was Ian on that one, so. I did not know that, but kudos, because all those people in the photo are still with the department. Yes, they are. They'll be here for a while. Yeah. That was one of the stipulations of being in that photo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, I think, uh, you know, not to switch gears here a little bit, but, um, you know, we talk about changing of assignments and stuff like that for you and then obviously for justin and now randy's gonna have to i'm not sure which one of the two of them are going to be like the dominant personality on this podcast moving forward i'm not really sure yet i mean clearly justin's in ahead right now I, yeah. <laughs> it'll probably be me yeah, hey, I, I feel justin. for justin right now because i remember when i first came in here and you guys just boom, you just throw me to the wolves, and we I did was, not. Throw oh, you, you to did. The wolves. No, you we did. Didn't. There was no explanation. You I didn't took... know about the green buttons. Yeah, the mics. How close to be to them? He's talking, and all of a sudden, we're like, turn on the button. <laughs> turn it on. <laughs> well, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch that develop because you know we talk about the last three years that you and I have been doing it, and prior to that, who was doing the podcast? I know Patty was here for that. Tom that was, was Scott here for Galloway. That. Yeah, Galloway and, mm-hmm. and, and Brian Gossard. And, mm-hmm. you know, Scott's now the, the new chief in waiting come mm-hmm. March. And then Captain Gossard's down in the operations. <clears throat> and and uh, so you guys have seen. So maybe maybe it's kind of more interesting to get your perspective on where the podcast started and where it's at now and where you would like to see it go. Because there are those of us that are rotating in and out every few years, but... I'm really curious to get your opinions because, and, and the same thing goes for those that are listening. 
send us your ideas. Send us things that you would like to hear on the podcast, a a different direction where we'd like to go with it. Because for, you know, Lieutenant Shear and and Sergeant Hartman, that's going to be important for them. Right. Tom, you want to start? Well, I remember the first, like, planning meeting, um, and uh, we we were recording over at uh, the Matchbox building, and it was kind of noisy, and we were using borrowed equipment. And uh, I don't remember what I would have to look at the old show audio to remember what the topics were. But uh, I think there was more planning and more discussion about how every part of the the, uh, the recording would go and what we were going to. And here it's been let's have a general person, a topic, whatever, but just let it let it fly. And so. That's worked out well. I yeah, think. I agree. It was definitely structured more early on. I mean, it was it was to the point where um, you are going to talk about this, and then you are going to talk about this, and you follow up with these questions. And now it's completely organic, and I think that flows really well. Might sometimes get off topic, and it might be hard to pin down what the topic was, but it's I I enjoy it. I really do the the give and take. So if anybody out there in the world who's listening has any ideas about how we can, you know, add more structure, or if we should, we're happy to listen. First off, your hair looks amazing today. Why, thank you. I just, uh, seriously, I mean that. When I do the curls so you can see the gray, sometimes you can see <laughs> like a gray curl sticking out. I love it. It looks phenomenal. Thanks. Do you guys listen to podcasts at all? So... When you guys told me I needed to be here a week or two ago, I decided I'd get on and listen to a few of them, of these. So mm-hmm. that's really the only podcast I've ever listened to. Really? Just to get an idea. Yeah. Like you don't, big, I, I, you know, I don't know. I've never been a big podcast guy. So for those who don't know Justin, he is Uber into sports. Very much. Is so. Uber the best word to use? Whatever <laughs> exaggeration word you can think of, insert Justin loves sports. Um, it surprises me that you don't listen to like a sports yeah, I, I just never had. Now, my wife, she she listens to all kinds of podcasts. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's one of those things I never really tried, I guess. Maybe, I mean, you know, not that I wasn't open to it. I just never really ventured out and did it. Yeah. Yeah. That, so when I come into this, when I started doing this however many years ago, I remember the more structured setting. And the more I listened to podcasts, the more I liked the more organic flow of it. And so when my... First boss kind of stepped down. I was like, let's just have these conversations. And I think, I think, I, I think it is better. I don't know. I can't think of a better word. You know, just because we go, we may go down some different avenues, but I think we end up talking about some relevant things and interesting conversations. And I don't feel constraint in somebody showing me like, look at the clock. We need to hurry up. You know, right. and, it's, it's more authentic. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, and I know when we first started it, because I, like Justin, I, I wasn't a big podcast guy either. I, I don't know that I'd listened to maybe one or two before I, I jumped in here. But I remember when we would kind of, he would he was all about, Ian was all about freestyle, and I was about, well, let's have some kind of outline. Let's have a little bit of structure to it. And so there was this kind of, I think, a balance to some degree, because, you know, you just can't come in here and just completely wing it. You got to have, but today that's exactly what we're doing. We don't have a topic for today. Well, we do though. 
No, right? no, we really yeah. don't. It's the holidays. Ian, Ian is leaving. <laughs> that's going to be the, the title. <laughs> Tom, just Ian. Yeah, just Ian. No, Ian's departure. No, it's the holidays. We can, we'll, we'll be able to get into all that, and and that's what I love about the conversation. So about podcasts, you know, one of the things the city's doing is they're beautifying downtown. We got a bunch of awesome buildings coming up. You know, the mayor's done a great job, and then you know his 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 people are bringing entertainment to downtown and the long center is bringing in good acts and Theo Vaughn's one of them. And interestingly enough, I learned about him through a podcast. And so, you know, you know, these conversations tie into each other if you let them and open your mind and it's good, it's good stuff. But, you know, you learn a lot, you learn about people, you learn about the world, you learn about stuff that you didn't know was out there through podcasts. And, you know, I do have a tendency to get stuck on kind of the same ones because you get in your comfort zone of, oh, I really like the way, you know, someone sounds and the people they have on. But uh, they're definitely, what I enjoy about them is the long format like we're doing and just people's discussion. And if you don't like what they're talking about, you can fast forward through it and kind of get on the next topic that they go on. But I think you guys will do a great job. What's cool is, is that, you know, again, talking about new beautiful buildings, we have the police department coming up and you're going to have a dedicated room so we won't have to use the council chambers like we have been. And hopefully uh, the sound's good and, you know, you guys will start that new venture. Just invite me back for at least one. We'll invite you back. Okay, thank you. It is kind of cool, though, because I have ideas for 2022 and, I'm kind and of he has them on spreadsheets and google docs and i do i am very and i that is me <laughs> i like to be organized plan things out i don't plan on giving everybody a like a spreadsheet of itinerary what talk about yeah but i will need probably my own bullet points to keep myself on track so can you give us like a sneak peek into 2022 and what some of those ideas might be not all of them just not all of them uh expect to see more cops the COP program, those guests coming on. Um, and that stands for? Community. Wow, wow. Community. Community Officer Program. <laughs> Tom's eyes just <laughs> looked at me. wants to say computer over there. Tom just made a little note. Edit. 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 <laughs> minute, ten, down? ten minutes and 51 in. <laughs> uh, no, but I also want to bring a visual aspect to it. Um, and maybe some smaller episodes. No, where you, we, you've, where peaked, we, you've peaked Patty's curiosity uh, now. Where we uh, touch on some specific things that are going on in the community, like with uh, police, uh, just so we can educate people on certain topics. So maybe like remote location podcasts? Is that what maybe. you're thinking? Maybe. Oh. I don't want to venture out into the city. city. I, wanna I like keep that. This, I want to keep this surprise going, but... Uh, yeah, look for look for some new things coming in 2022. That sounds Hartman like is going to be a big part of this. That's good. This all sounds great to me. I mean, I've only done patrol. This is this is awesome. Yeah, I, I, we were having a conversation before we got on here, and it's like to me the this position he's getting ready to walk into, and then the specialist position, which is an internal promotion, kind of the equivalent of a detective, just in admin services. It's this, it's this job that officers really don't understand, and just the opportunities within those positions is awesome. I mean, the amount of people that I've been able to meet and businesses have been part of, I mean, it really is 
it really is important and it's just eye-opening to see everyone that truly does support law enforcement and how much we are necessary in the community so um i really hope you embrace it and i know you will so justin is a great guy and he's going to do a phenomenal job so got some big shoes to fill literally because i wear a size 14 (laughs) big shoes no i appreciate that very much it'll be good hey hey what what What? I just heard the air compressor kick on. (laughs) Getting a lot bigger right now. Uh, Well, I don't want to be like, yes, you do have big shoes to fill. I mean, what are are you supposed to say to something like that? No, I appreciate that very much. Well, I've enjoyed it. I like to talk, if you can't tell. And like I said, we're both from here, so it means a lot to me to be a police officer. I take great pride in serving and protecting our community. You know, growing up here, you know a lot of people, and then you become a cop here, and you almost get to know everyone, you know? So, um, I didn't take it lightly doing interviews and, you know, everything I did to represent our partners. I mean, I, I took that very seriously and, you know, advocate for them and I know you'll do the same. So, yeah. And, you know, I think that one of the trademarks of our outreach program here at the Lafayette police department is it's genuine. It's real we're we're trying to connect in a in a positive way but in a genuine way as well <clears throat> and i don't i don't know that you see that all the time throughout law enforcement in this country i think some of the community outreach events and some of the things and how they're structured aren't aren't really in that vein does that make sense yeah and, you know so the things that we do we you know we feel very strongly about and we're invested in and you know whether it's Conan Cops or the Citizens Academy or the podcast, it's really, really important to us that the agency is represented the right way and that we're genuine in how we're trying to connect with people and that there's, it's not, it's not fake. Is it? Right, it's not contrived. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, that, and that's, that's really, really important. And I think, I think for, for Justin, having spent the last 15 years in patrol, he's going to see that part of it with regards to the department and this division when it comes to outreach. And what's really, really nice is that permeates down through the COP program. And even those that are not part of the COP program are police officers and detectives that are out there every day and that they participate in outreach events. You see that as well. You know, you see that genuine aspect of trying to connect with the public and talk about things that are relevant and, and establish relationships that are long lasting. They're not superficial. Right. And that's so important for us as an agency because that's that's who we are. I mean, that's really who we are. I mean, it, it's just, you know, not we don't have a ton of resources. Most departments don't throughout the country. So what you're going to invest your time and energy in needs to be worthwhile. And you need to have that um, that genuine piece to it. It's just it's got to be real. So and what's other, your- otherwise, everyone knows that Every, you can they can mm-hmm. see right through it. And then that's I, that's not good. That's really bad, in my opinion. Pointless. Yeah, it's pointless. And what you'll find is, is when you start doing your new gig and you start connecting with other entities around the state, other agencies, you'll find that they just don't have the resources at all to do what we do. And so we end up doing some of that work, you know, outside of our community, which has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or you'll have an officer connect with you who is a patrol officer trying to wear the hat of outreach personnel as well. 
and they just don't have the time because the department, unfortunately, doesn't have the resources to dedicate a position to that. So we definitely, I would say, are in the forefront of outreach, connecting with community, and it's so important. As you well know, we're studying for the uh, promotional exam for next January, and in there talks about how important it is to connect with your community to be able to keep it as you know safe and beautiful as possible. So uh, I definitely think we're the the mold for that, and and uh, it's just good. And it was just interesting to me when I would call to other agencies and they didn't have an outreach or they don't provide training to their to their community on whatever topic. You know, for me, the big one was active shooter. We just did more training the other day at a local hospital, and, you know, it's important training to make sure that we help keep everyone safe. And, unfortunately, not every community has that resource. So, And I, I will say this to the two of you for Randy and Justin. So, I mean, not to, not to toot our own horn at all over the last few years, but I'm going to a little bit. We've had a lot of agencies much, much, much larger than Lafayette reach out to us with respect to the podcast and, you know, looking to either launch a podcast within their agency or maybe looking at ideas and how to model their podcast or improve the the listeners that they have, the followers. So, you know, I guess my point to the two of you is my standing order moving forward is upward. Up, Ooh, upward. Up. Challenge accepted. All right. Ooh, I love it. Challenge accepted. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, having some some guests on and seeing the different perspectives, that's what's beautiful about having Tom and Alan and Patty and, you know, having them here. It's not just all about cops. I mean, because we definitely, you know, Patty maybe be, she, she, you might be more towards us because I'm of your husband. I'm a cop groupie. She's a cop groupie. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she's bed. lived with it all these years. But you still see the... Civilian side, you never I, actually. I hope I do. I mean, I'm the, I'm supposed to be the one saying, "Hey, what's that stand for, Randy?" Yep. Yeah. Or um, let's talk, let's let's broaden this a little bit and make it available to the general public and not just use police jargon and lingo. Yeah. No, it's it's a great balance and it's it's good and and maybe maybe we maybe you should just an idea think of a fourth civilian to bring on city side. Hmm. What do you think? Mm. Just off the top of your head, who would, I mean, I don't know, just a different perspective, right? Maybe even some. Grab somebody off the street. Just grab somebody off the street. Right. Oh, wow. Come on. Oh, wow. No, honestly, though, I think it would be good, it would be good to, to bring someone in on a regular basis that isn't even involved with the city, but as far as, you know, being in city personnel, mm-hmm. but they are involved with the community. And I think that would be. A good idea. Nobody says so. we have to publish it, Randy. No, that's true. <laughs> I think it would be good. It could go off the rails. There's a possibility. But then again, it could be an awesome opportunity yes. to get a real live person's point of view. It's true. I mean, everybody here is police friendly, right? Everybody here is city of Lafayette friendly. So it doesn't hurt to, to look at the other side. That Find is out true. And I love... Point. Mm-hmm. Those challenges, yeah. Well, yes. I, I just, when, when people, you know, they have their their perspective, and, right? Right. And I know. think everybody on the police side knows that sometimes that happens. You have people at the Citizens Academy who come in as 
opponents and leave proponents because they actually understand. So if it's an opportunity to bring them over to our side, why not? But not only that, it's a two-way street, right? You're learning. They're learning yes. from us. Here's why, how we operate. But we're also learning their mindset and why. Mm-hmm. And that's important as well. Yeah, that's one of the big things I talk about the very first day of the Citizens Academy is I'm not only here to show you our way and teach you our perspective, but I also want to learn from you. So it Citizen, Citizens Academy is great for that. It really is. Yeah, we don't know everything. And we're not – And you know, the big thing is, is I'm, I say, I'm not here to make you love the police. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to show you. And then you will develop your own feelings throughout the course. Yeah. And, you know, on a much bigger scale, that's what's missing throughout this country now, right? It's really missing. I don't know what's missing, but people take every opportunity to share their opinion when you don't even ask. I mean, it's like, it's everybody needs to be heard. And because something is missing fundamentally, I don't know if it's actual social interaction where they don't feel valued, but that's the thing right now. My opinion is this, and I want you to know it. I don't really care, but why do you feel so strongly that you need to share that? I don't know, but if you need social interaction, we're hiring. We can make that happen. Yep. Right? Yeah, we definitely are hiring. If you want social interaction, you become a cop. You'll get plenty of it. Right, Justin? So he's Absolutely. so he's still on patrol, Red Day's patrol. And for those who don't know, we work 12-hour shifts on patrol. So we have blue shift and red shift. Justin's on red shift. And we stay busy. Is that fair to say? Very busy, yeah. I need to know, which is better, red or blue? Well, I've, worked, I've worked both. Uh-huh. I'll say reds because those are the guys working for me now. So. There you go. Okay. <laughs> but what, as a rule, red is always better, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and, oh. and I honestly just said that just because that's all my time in patrol was spent on reds, oh. either as an officer, a sergeant, or a lieutenant. It was reds. Yeah. You're my lieutenant. Oh, and by the way, I'm leaving the podcast too, Ian, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm wiping a tear. You're gonna miss. You're gonna I, miss us, Patty. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss Brian so bad. Notice she didn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I see how it is. Did I know how she really feels? <laughs> happened. Do yeah. people on patrol like twelve-hour shifts? They preferred do. over eight-hour. So what's interesting is, and correct me if I'm wrong. You guys all know when we first switched over, which was like 2008, because I know we were still on eights when I got hired on. Mm-hmm. But in 2008, I think a lot of officers hated it. I mean, because those those officers had earned their weekends off. And so now they had to go back to working every other weekend. But now, you know, a lot of those officers are retired. And so we were very, very young and new. And so now they recognize that they're working half the year and they love it. And I've talked to several of our officers, and they're like, yeah, I love 12-hour shifts. Like, I don't want to work eights. So, you know, the long weeks are long, but your, your time off is pretty awesome. And you couple that with vacation and whatnot, and you can get some, some good distance between, you know, and better balance between work and, and home life. So I would say 12 hours is good. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, time off especially, you know, you take a Wednesday Thursday off, and all of a sudden you got the whole week off. Guys really enjoy that. 
Um, even when we're on eight hours, though, I think, you know, very rarely were you off in that eighth hour if you were working, especially an afternoon shift. You know, you were you were working a couple hours extra, and so you were getting into that ten hour time frame anyway. Um, and so these twelve hours, as busy as we are these days, they just seem to fly by. Uh, you know, you're you're running calls and you're typing reports, and uh, before you know it, your shift's up. So, uh, but like you said, yeah, I think early on the the older guys were a little upset. Uh, on the seniority side of things, and understandably so, but you know we're a young department now, and and for these young guys to have every other weekend off to be able to enjoy their their free time and their personal time, I think that's a a definite bonus to the twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. You know, working in the office setting, admin, we're eight hours, and it's been good. But I'm definitely looking forward to having days off. You know, scheduled days off through the week and whatnot, and just going back to doing some police work. This would probably be a good place to insert the wonderful benefits Lafayette Police Department offers. Oh, right. The, I mean, you're talking about taking a Wednesday, Thursday off. You guys get generous vacation yep. and uh, earned time off. And what, did you still do converted sick days, things like that. So, I mean, you know, represented by a union. Mm, so, we well, can't use the word union. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the FOP. Yeah. Fraternal yeah. Order of Police. We do have a contract, right. yes, mm-hmm. with the city, right. but which... Generous uh, benefits. The insurance is great. Take-home vehicles. Take-home vehicles, yes. Specialty pay right. for all the different units you can get involved in. Right. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of great opportunities, a lot of opportunities to make extra money on your days off if you'd like, to work, you know, security, at, you name it, events, schools, Purdue mm-hmm. games. So that's always... You know, super helpful. I've yeah. done it for years. Got us through about 25 years of Christmases. Yeah. Just working the Purdue games. Absolutely. I didn't work them, naturally. <laughs> I stayed home and took care of the family while he worked them. Yeah. No, you know, you're right. It just made me think of something, too, Randy. Come 2022, you're going to be giving up a specialty unit. Oh. I, I am. Boy's quitting. No, no, oh come not on, quitting. I'm retiring. I, we don't. I like put that. my time in. I put my time in. So are you? Are you quitting the podcast? No, you're firing me. Not firing. <laughs> well, then I, I, fi- I fired vol- myself. Then. Oh yeah, the you fired yourself. I got voluntold that I'm going back to patrol. Randall's quitting. He's stepping away from what? SWAT. And what's stepping away from SWAT? So, so tell tell us about your SWAT career. How long you've been on SWAT? Because this is kind of a big deal. What do you away do there? It's a big deal. Huge commitment. Deal. Huge yeah, what commitment. do you do, Randall? Well, I'm gonna, not going to be doing that now. No, but, yeah, SWAT, uh, I will explain that. Special wep- Specialized weapons and tactics. Thank you. Um, that's our tactical team. So I've been on there for a little over 13 years, and I'm walking away. And it is very hard. Um, how many are we up to now on the Physically SWAT team? or mentally 15. or what? Both. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. It's, Why? Uh, we, we have to maintain a certain physical fitness uh, requirement. Did you help come up with that, Ian? Did you well, we've test? always hey, had hey, optic, hey, but hey, we've I, always... Just stop right there. This isn't about yeah, Ian. Yeah, it's not about this me about right Randy. now. Well, no, I was, I was just asking if he'd, if he'd come up with it I know, or not. but, this, but is, this is all you. The, the floor is yours. Yes. I, I Thank you very much, Captain. Uh, no, it, it is it is hard for me to to give this up just because it's been such a big part of my career. Um, I'm gonna miss it. We've had some good times. I'm not gonna get choked up talking about it. <laughs> We've had some really good times. That th- this so 
So what do you go on campouts together? We go on. We, we well, kind of. <laughs> it's the it's the last specialty on the department where we choose as a group who comes onto the team. So it's a. It's a click. Well, but it. No, I mean, we just ho we hold a standard. We want to maintain that standard, and we want to make sure that we all agree because the team is going into worst-case scenarios. And so we need to make sure that we're all on the same page. We all know that everyone has their back, and it's it's a very tight-knit group. I, I mean, I guess you want to use the word click, but, you know, we just have – we're a tight group, and we're, you know, expected to – answer that phone call when you don't want to, right? Uh, and it's always, it's always at three in the morning, you know, when you're in that REM sleep and you don't want to wake up. And, you know, it's very easy to say out on our text group, but all your guys are relying on you. And so you got to jump out of bed and, and get ready and go answer that call. So, you know, we, we have a standard. We have a process uh, about once a year. And actually since... Randall's leaving, and then another one of our lieutenants is leaving the team. It opens up two positions. We're up to 17 slots on the team now, which is up at least three since I got on. I got on in 2009, so I'm, I'm right behind him as far as seniority. But um, it's just tough. I mean, it's tough not only for us, but really on the family. I mean, because, you know, I couldn't tell you how many times I'm like, roll over, kind of shake my wife. We already have plans for that day, right? And I'm like, hey, I'm getting called out. And so she has to adjust her schedule to get the kids to where they need to go and make sure she gets to work. So yeah, thank you. Thank you to all the SWAT wives because yeah. I know I know for a fact how much they have to sacrifice. And when we go on our – I'm kids. sure our wives will use the same term, camping trips. Yeah. Uh, but when we go to annual trainings, you know, it's time away from home and they got to – we do our thing, and they're holding down the fort back at back at home. So, and I'll say those those trips are fun to me, but they're grueling. Like it's long days of training, wearing gear, uh, PT training, yeah. shooting. I mean, and, and then a lot of stress. You know, we hold each other accountable for mistakes. Sometimes it gets heated. Me, yeah. and, Ian, me and Ian have had some heated moments. We have. But but with that, what I love about it is, is that we can have those heated moments, maybe even agree to disagree or whatever. But there's no grudges held, you know. We're, we're like, okay, we're good, and then you keep moving forward. And I, I think that's not found as much in probably not only here but most jobs. You know, if you get mad at someone or they criticize you or tell you, hey, you need to step your game up, people take offense to that. And, you know, no one wants to hear that. But when it's coming from people that I trust implicitly and I respect, you know, I'm like, okay, you know what? You're right. And you take that information and keep moving forward. Is that fair to say? Yes. I think that, I mean, it sounds more like a, a functional family than Absolutely. A, a that's how Absolutely. That's how it feels. Yeah. And For sure. It's kind of difficult to walk away, but. And you know what? Time for me to hang it up. Yeah, it's it really does. I, I joke with him saying he's gonna quit, but I completely understand because it is tough. And what's funny is, is like, and I guarantee he's the same way. Three years ago, five years ago, and then all the time before that. I mean, I approached every practice with reckless abandon as far as my body's concerned, and now I find myself 
easing around corners or going, maybe I'll sit down for a little bit during this break, you know, because I can feel that my body is aging, but my mind's not. And so uh, I completely understand when it comes just on that physical side as well, because we're we're in the vest for hours upon hours, you know, doing all kinds of things, breaking down doors or going through. And it's just it's a lot jumping off things, stuff that you don't realize, like, oh, I could tweak something doing this. You know, five years ago, it was like, no big deal. Uh, and that resilience is it's still there, but I'm definitely more mindful of, of my body. So, yeah, you know, I think uh, just just for those that might be listening, there are a ton of specialty units here at LPD and they're all on call 24 seven. They all put in a tremendous amount of work and training and they do get those calls at two o'clock in the morning, just like SWAT uh, operators do. Um, and you know, it's one of the nice things about being here at LPD is mm-hmm. that, you know, whether you're a canine or whether you're a SWAT officer, whether you're a hostage negotiator or mobile, field, mobile field force, which I'm going to say MFF, but I, for Patty's purpose, I said mobile field force. Thank you. Um, so I Justin, you're one work. of the commanders on that team, right? Correct. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, there, there's a lot of that here. I mean, you, you, you make commitments to get involved in specialty units and, you know, more often than not, officers here have more than one, you know, whether it's a field train officer, you know, FTOs are probably the most critical mm-hmm. specialty that we have here at the department. I would say the most important specialty we have at the department because you're you're building, you're shaping, you're forming uh, young police officers and how they're going to move throughout their career and, and what you're teaching them and then what they're going to what knowledge they're going to pass on. So. Yeah, we could go on and on about SWAT, which if I let the two of you talk about SWAT, we will turn this whole podcast into a SWAT. But but it's important to bring that different perspective to the table. Look at the two of you nodding. I know. You're, you know, the <laughs> two of you, you're, you're, uh, you're both a little butthurt right now. We're going to title this Ian-SWAT now. That's the new title <laughs> of this podcast. No, I, w- I want Justin to tell us about MFF. Yeah. So Mobile Field Force, um, I was part of the team as a patrol officer, and we – you know, to be completely honest, we were never used. Uh, I don't know in the five years that I was on the team, I think we had one call out. And the reason for that is I don't know uh, that our purpose was really that defined as far as the scope of things that we could do. Uh, and so then when I was uh, promoted uh, to sergeant in 2019, uh, Captain Galloway uh, met with me and, and said, hey, how can we kind of transcend this mobile field force team and utilize it more? And so we did some brainstorming and some talking, and um, plan went into motion. And uh, at the time that I took it over, we had eight guys, and and we created more spots. Um, and then uh, we were set to have our first practice uh, in late May of 2020. Ooh. And to be clear, Mobile Field Force is more of a riot team. So if there's a riot, we go in and, and try to disperse the crowd um, and things like that. And well, before our first practice, we had the riots here. So we were kind of just thrown into the fire as a team. Um, our, our only practice time was was in the gymnasium at the training center before we went out there. Um, but we went in together, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, you know, this, this team can help us. They can do things for us. And, um, and so we've built that team up, and we're now at, uh, I don't know, 20 members, I think, right around there. Uh, we practice quite a bit each year. So we're used for riots. We're used for missing children, missing people in general. Uh, we assist the SWAT team. Uh, we can set up a perimeter for them and 
during their call out. So really the scope has expanded to where, I mean, I think we've been called out, uh, I think it's around 11 or 12 times this year for, for various things. So we went from a, you know, from especially that really wasn't being used at all to being used quite a bit. And, and our guys love that, you know, uh, we sign up to do those things. And, and so, um, it's exciting, you know, where we're going with the mobile field force team and what we're doing. So, well, that's good. And, you know, I think, you know, the, for the four of us here, we've all been FTOs at some point in time in our career. You're currently an FTO commander, correct? which is super critical because you're evaluating the new recruits and how they're progressing through the process and their training. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, and I, and I left out CSIs too. I mean, crime scene uh, investigators, those techs are, are phenomenal. You know, talk about getting used and abused. Those crime scene techs, especially in the last five years of um, been called out just an, an right. enormous amount of time. So. so if anybody gets the uh, notifications from, I guess, what used to be Nixle or what they come across as text, you know, intersection closed, whatever, due to a, an accident, that's because CSI is on the scene reconstructing it and taking their photos and trying to do all the fun stuff they do. So they get, like, called out on a dime. Well, th- those are actual accident reconstructionists. Those aren't crime scene technicians per se but yeah the the accident reconstruction is part of our traffic division absolutely they're they're being they get used a lot and that's another specialty unit as well so many of those here all those specialties come with monetary compensation isn't that yes they do yeah yes they do and you can you can double dip stack them up you can i mean how many how many specialties are you running right now justin are you mobile field force and fto so two okay randy Zero, because he's quitting everything. (laughs) (laughs) But that that brings up a good point. Like, you know, as you become a commander, um, sometimes you have to step away from specialties. So I've went from being, you know, FTO. I was on the bike team, SWAT. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've had a lot of specialties over my career, but, yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to hand in my – my last one. Right. It, it's hard to do. I mean, it, it really is. When you when you step away from a special unit you've been a part of for a long time, it's that's tough. It's not an easy thing to do. So I'm sure you don't you don't do that make that decision lightly. No. Unlike what Ian might be saying to you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's been a battle. Like because there was always that deep sense of responsibility towards whatever specialty you're in, and you wanted to succeed. But I think well, you just know when it's time. You, you know, do. for me, that's, that's, that's how I was. I was like, I, I know it's time. And I know that there's there's guys on the department that want that specialty. And me being in that position, let's bring some new blood in. You know what I mean? And then have some of the guys that were a little bit junior to me fill in, take my role, and start teaching those young guys. So we got that, su- that succession plan going. Well, and as you're moving up through the ranks, you're gaining wisdom, experience, and all th- sorts of things that you can pass along to those who follow behind you and perhaps guide them into a specialty. Yes, and that's what's awesome. It, with the FTO thing, like you were talking about, that that's so cool because you help build the future. And, you know, I don't want to create a, a mirrored copy of myself, but, you know, maybe I, I've taught somebody something that they can take a piece of, and then they take that piece and they make it their own. So... Exciting times. I'm really going to – I'm going to miss SWAT bad. Well, you look good in the SWAT uniform. i got to say that. Thank you, Patty. I appreciate it. What about uh, females? They're on for myself now. (laughs) (laughs) Males in the specialty. 
position. Yeah. So I mean, treated they, like the rest. They're right? treated like the rest. Uh, you know, every so like I said, for SWAT, for instance, we have standards that you have to meet if they can meet it and they're interested in being on the team. Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't. In my time, we haven't had any female officers try out for the SWAT team, but they are always more than welcome. We have, you know, like he was talking about. I know CNT. One of our detectives, female detectives, is on the CNT hostage, or hostage, hostage negotiator. It used to be crime negotiator. I'm sorry. Uh, what was C? The C stand for crisis. Crisis, crisis negotiation. Crisis team. negotiation team. But for the layman, it's a hostage negotiator. What's yes. That's CIT then. Well, no. Full C- incident. No, no CIT is different. That's a different type of training. But still around. Crisis it intervention. Is. And, and yeah, all all officers go through CIT. Yeah, so there's another little plug. I mean, you're going to get a lot of training, a lot of training, a lot of experience if you become a police officer here, for sure. But, yeah, we have females in, you know, as far as FTOs. Not to interrupt, but but, but you get it early. You know, I I remember when I got hired on the department, you know, it would take years before some of these uh, openings would occur, you know, in specialty units. And we're very, very young as an agency. So, you know, if you're if you're thinking, man, this sounds cool, but you know, I'm gonna have to sit around and wait five, six, seven years before I can do some of this stuff. Absolutely not. We're we're very young as an agency; those opportunities are there, and uh, we make it a point to identify those types of uh, traits within officers early on and try to gear them towards specific things. Whether they want to be a detective, whether they think that. You know, patrol is is what they would like to do long term or crime scene investigation. Now, forensics, computer forensics is a huge one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're, we're venturing into that as a department as well. So, you know, we just have filled our, you know, first civilian position for crime scene investigation um, a few months back. And and that's going to continue to grow. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunities, lots of opportunities here. And with those opportunities, not only the training, but there's going to be a lot of movement. So, you know, it's well known now that the Chiefs retire in early next year. So with that becomes the domino effect, right? It's got to fill those, the backfill those positions, provides opportunities for people. So, you know, really now's the time to get on the police department if you want to gain seniority quick and just set yourself up for success in the future. You know, Cap here could retire any time after January 14th and sail off into the sunset. But not only him, we got several officers that have 20 plus years on. And that's really what we're seeing on a whole is all these, all these officers that have that ability to, to walk away and start a new pension somewhere else or go play golf for the rest of their life, you know, or fish or fish. I'm a terrible golfer, but I like to fish. I mean, I like golf. I'm just bad at it. Yeah, I'm terrible, but you know, so just, it is a really, really good time to get on. And, again, we're, we are very progressive when it comes to equipment and technology and, like you said, pay, benefits. You know, we got that new building. It's, it's just going to be a really cool time when it all kind of comes together here in the next, what, year or so. The building, when is it supposed to be done? The end of March or uh, spring of 2023? 23, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First so, quarter of. You know, just over a year. I mean, once everything kind of really comes together, it's going to be awesome to bring everyone under the same roof and it's gonna be good times with a dedicated building 
Dedicated he building. Has never had a building dedicated to the police. I mean, to themselves. It's they've always been tucked in here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Back in uh, the early '90s, when City Hall was undergoing a renovation and expansion, the police department was parceled out into buildings all over the city. Well, mostly downtown. But you know, you had a division here, and you had a division on the second floor of a bank building, and you had, you know, it was it was crazy. And then in '95. When the remodeled building was done, LPD came over and took over half of this building that we're sitting in and quickly outgrew it. So, you know, sharing it with every other, no, not every other, most other city departments, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. And then you know, back in history, they were, they worked for a while out of the basement of the courthouse. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's never had a building created for and occupied by themselves. And we're still separated. We're still in two, two buildings. Well, sure. You know, patrols yeah. up the hill, and mm-hmm. uh, the, all the other divisions are down here. And and I and if people don't know, I mean, working in a a profession to where you really need that cohesiveness. You know, not only on SWAT, yes, that is definitely a family, but just us all as a whole, right? Responding to people's worst days. So it's going to be very important to bring us all under one roof. Yeah. You know, you already and Justin well knows. You know, the patrols up there. Rarely, I mean, we'll see guys walking through the hallways down here, but not like they are up there rotating in and out of the training center. So it'll definitely be very, very good to bring us all back under one roof. It's also a wonderful opportunity with the community aspect of the building. Yeah. You oh, know? for sure. You know, yeah, that building is It's great. And there's, amazing. You know, there's going to be that that deck yeah. that has grass and, you know, a great big building side that you can use for projecting things. you got a huge community room, uh, all sorts of, of amazing opportunities to allow the community in and interaction with the community more than just when they're having their worst days. I was thinking about putting some weights out there, like a Venice beach type setting. You think that's <laughs> Well, we've got that like, whole outdoor area up on the second floor that opens out. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm yes. saying. That's what she's oh, talking you, about. You want to put it out there? Plaza. Yeah. Oh, like mm-hmm. some, uh, some bars, some, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think it'll get approved, but it'd be cool. Or something. If and you guys can I, only I, I, see honestly, Ian's face right now. I think right that now. might be a little excessive. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like that. So speaking good. of which, real quick, going back to to Randall, he's leaving the team. He was on patrol for several years, and you know came over to admin services at the beginning of this year. And so we've been we've always trained together inter- intermittently as far as working out's concerned. But he's been with me for the last this past year, and his fitness level has went through the roof. And then he quits the team. Like, I'm talking, he runs circles around guys now. And he's like, oh, is that, is that it? Is that it? And then he's quitting. So when it comes to the physical aspect, that is not an excuse. And I just want to put that on the record. Okay? So yeah, I I'm think, done. I think quitting is just a strong word. Yeah, yeah you, you keep saying, oh, <laughs> he's, hey, pay, he's paid hey, his I'm dues and he's stepping Talk away. to the other 16 guys, <laughs> or 15 rather, and they'll let you know he's quitting too. Now, it's nothing but love. I do hate to see him go because, you know, I definitely agree. And I, I don't know how you feel on MFF, but, you know, that secession is very important. I don't think we're the best at that because I think sometimes, you know, well, for instance, in my position, you know, I'm in services. I, I didn't realize how much I loved being here and how much, you know, it was mine, I guess. I can't really think of a better way to explain it. Oh, so you're saying now you really appreciate it. Well, I've always appreciated, but you're getting ready to step away. Yeah, when you're stepping away, you're like, man, this is this is bittersweet, you know. And so, 
it's just a bittersweet, but it's important that Justin takes over, brings fresh ideas. It's important, just like Randall said, to bring younger officers, uh, newer officers, if you will, in to fill his void because they they want it. They want that drive and they need that experience because, you know, let's be honest, you only have a couple years left. And uh, <laughs> see, that's what we bring to that family, Patty. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, you know, this gives him an opportunity to still be here. And so if, if they have questions or concerns or whatever, they can come to him as a resource versus him literally retiring from the police department, which we've seen. We've seen guys leave the department in roles and not pass that experience on. And then you're left with somebody brand new going, oh, how do I, how do I figure this out? And they figure it out, right? But they may make those same mistakes, which they wouldn't have if they had somebody there to mentor them. So I, I definitely respect you for it. But it is it is sad to see you go. So and like Justin and I will be able to will only be a phone call away when we switch roles. And I know I'll be blowing up his phone and I'm sure he will be with me. So it'll be good. Unlike you, when you leave, if I were you, when you sail off to Florida, change your phone number and everything, if I was you. Well, no, I'm not gonna why would I change my phone number? Oh, you know why. <laughs> They're like, What did what did you do for the annual report? And you're like, What is that? Who's uh, this? <laughs> Well, you know, you, you bring up a good point, and I think it's something that the, the public sector doesn't do a really good job of uh, as a whole, and that is capturing institutional knowledge and then not tapping into that later on after those people leave because, you know, everybody makes mistakes throughout the process, right? Uh, I mean, Justin, your legacy, your dad was captain here at Lafayette Police Department before he retired and went on to the Sheriff's Department. And, you know, he did my job for several years. And, you know, I know that guy. There's so there's institutional knowledge that that leaves. So, you know, somebody like me slides in. I make some of the same mistakes that your dad probably made, but I didn't have to. Right. right. So that's a really, really good point. And I, I don't think that we do a very good job of capturing that experience before somebody or after they leave bringing them back you know bringing bringing those people back to the agency and having you know smaller group discussions or you know those that are in certain positions tap into that and say hey you know i'm dealing with this have you ever you ever come across this before well as a matter of fact i have and like you have a small window for that though you do you yeah you do Depending on where they go and what they do, right? You're right. But they also might just jettison everything. <laughs> exactly, and, and, and I don't remember that. Them. Kudos to them, right? You know, but yeah, you're. I mean, we could. That's a great idea. Bringing them back, or you know, I think buying them lunch. Buying them lunch. Um, I know that you know our chief. He told me how he connected with the prior chief, and they had lunch and, and spoke and whatnot. But I do like the fact that the mayor appointed you know Captain Galloway to be the new chief, and this is going to give them what five months to to chat, talk to yeah. each other before uh, Chief Flanley's off the books and, you know, he sails off into the sunset. So there's a nice transition period to where they can they can talk and map out things and, you know, it's just good. But, yeah, historically we haven't been great at that. And I really don't know why. Do you know why? Just No, I, I, I don't. And, you know, I was having this conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and I honestly, I don't know why it popped into my head just now, but you know, the, the, but this profession is unlike any other because 
those that came before us wore the uniform, wore the badge, and represented this community and us, right, as we were maybe not even police officers yet or as we were very young officers, what that means to them and how we conduct ourselves and how we do the job and the legacy part of it, that's hugely important to those that have retired and moved on. Like, they have a vested interest. Like, it really means a lot to them. And for us not to tap into that experience and that knowledge, you know, I mean, we really should. We should do a better job with that. We really should. Because I know, you know, now finding myself on the back end looking at a year or two uh, to, before retirement, I know I'm going to feel the same way. And I'm going to go, hey, I'm available. If you got a question, you got a concern, you encounter something, give me a call. But I'm not, I don't think that we do that well. I don't think those of us that depart offer that up. And I think those that are here don't tap into that very well. Unless the departee stays in the building. True. Or True. in the family, if yeah. in another department. True. We but have but then, you, then you have that feeling of, well, I don't want to step on toes. I don't, I don't want to overstep anybody. my bound. Yeah, right. Right. Because you don't know how that person's going to receive, you know. You know that that information or, or at least the offer absolutely i mean there's got to be that relationship there if you will right yeah which that's the nice thing about justin and i we've known each other so i'm gonna tell it again because I, I always gotta tell man i can tell the story, story yes right? yes yes so that's always so back in the day when i ate terribly he and i we worked the same shift together and every other sunday because it was our weekend to work we would go <laughs> we would go to frozen custard for lunch and have the nastiest most delicious double cheeseburger and the biggest vanilla Coke you could get. And then afterwards you would just be like, Oh God, I don't feel good. But <laughs> did you guys ever put ranch or blue cheese on those cheeseburgers? Randall, Randall, how do I feel about ranch? You love ranch. Blue, blue cheese though. Did you ever put blue cheese on those from the custard? I never did either. So, uh, big daddy, John Wells, you know, yeah, obviously he passed away a few years ago. Yeah, rest in peace. What, what a phenomenal officer and a, a phenomenal mentor and friend. But he was my FTO, one of my FTOs when I was young officer. And, uh, and at least once a week we would go to the frozen custard. And he would hook me up with that double cheeseburger with bacon, but he had blue cheese put oh, on it. Oh, that's disgusting. It was amazing. It was so good. I it don't was, do. It was so good. I don't do the, the blue cheese thing. Or ranch. Really? It's disgusting. It's I used to, when I worked at Pizza Hut years ago. The reason why I asked that, because I didn't know if either of you ever had him as an FTO back in the day, and that's why. So I did. You, had, you went to the custard to get not. cheeseburgers. I had Big Daddy for one day as an FTO, because I don't think he, he took was. took to the custard, didn't he? No, no, no. Oh. This is even better. We, we were uh, investigating a crash, and it was the shining moment in my career to where I learned that you can be a person, you can be personable, and you can treat people with compassion. And what I say that is, is that, not that we don't teach that, but there was a crash, lady was really upset, and I remember Big Daddy just giving her a hug. He's like, it'll be all right. And I just remember thinking like, wow, that that is awesome. You know, you don't have to be, and I think that our officers, especially when they're they're new, they struggle with, okay, I am the authority, but I can be personable. Like they're, they're trying to be professional, right? And they try to find that, that balance of how can I 
be a person, but also ha- be that authority too. You know, I can be nice, but guess what? You're also going to jail or whatever the case may be. And, and it is tough. It is tough, especially when you're younger or you have zero law enforcement experience like I did, uh, you know, at 21. And so when I saw him, you know, I saw some go-getters and they were just very, they weren't wrong, but they were very by the book. It wasn't a personal interaction. It was just professional. They did their job and moved forward where, where Big Daddy was that just was nice to everyone. It was almost like everyone was his friend. Yeah, you know? it was, by the way, he's a cop. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. And he's a yeah. cop. Yeah. And, and so and, and I think for, you guys need to that, Am I explaining this right? But he just gave that woman a hug and I'm like, wow, that is awesome. And so I've just taken that because that's always been my personality. Gotta talk about Big Daddy's stature. Yeah. And mountain why, of a man. Yeah. Mountain of a man. He was a what, six, massive man. Four, six, five. Just solid. Just solid big man. And you know big personality. Big, big personality. personality. And by the way, he was a cop. Yes. But that wasn't who that wasn't his that wasn't what you knew about him. I mean, you knew him, you loved him, and then, you know, the, the cop thing was just his job. Yeah. I mean, he did it very well, yep. but that wasn't that wasn't the basic tenet of him. That wasn't, you know, what he was. It was what he did. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of that, obviously, is just personality. Some people are, you know, they're, they're not like Randall, and they just want to give hugs to everyone. Right. Hey, there's nothing wrong with what? that. Just so you know, nothing wrong with that. Well, I didn't want to. It's not all about me. No, but you know me. Like I, I love just talking Randy to people. I love chatting. I'll talk to for, anyone. For no but I, I don't know. I mean, Randy's never given me a hug. I've never oh, had no, a Randy hug. I don't Randy know where hug. that's coming from, actually. I, I guess I've got to open myself up and start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, some of our officers they they want to help people, but they don't want. It's it's their job, and you know they they don't they're not looking for that. It takes a while to personal, achieve that balance. Yeah. Well, and sometimes again, it's just personality, right? They're Absolutely. just very by the book. They're very mm-hmm. stoic people, and then they move on, and that's okay. And then you have people like us. When I when I was a teenager, going. Perry Amos was a lot of the yeah teenagers knew him like that. Yeah. yeah. Perry very outgoing. Yep. He loved just connecting with people. He loved. Loves and that loves, yeah, yeah. Sorry, loves. A lot of times you get, you might get more cooperation with that approach. I mean, some guys maybe not, but I think he probably got through to some, some of those. Yeah, and we've talked before. There's multiple different personalities in police work, and none of them, most of them, aren't wrong. You know, unless you're just downright mean. But uh, and we don't want that anyways, right? Well, it's, right, we try to right? weed it out. Yeah, absolutely, we weed it out. Well, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, every, every once in a while, somebody gets through, but the process does its job, and we recognize that they're actually not what we stand for, and we, we take care of that. And I think it's important that people know that we do have processes for that, and we recognize that. We field complaints. I mean, we police ourselves is what I'm, what I'm getting at. But most of our officers do phenomenal work, and that's nationwide. You know, really, I think we just kind of sum it up here on the end of this podcast and just say – if you want a life full of stories, come to LPD. Seriously. If you want a life full of stories, come be a cop here at LPD. Oh, for sure. Because, boy, there's so many of them. There's so, so many of them. Some of them, they only get rolled out once a year, like yeah. a cocktail party. <laughs> Classics. Hey, and I, I, here's the title. We quit. That's the title. <laughs> oh. uh, Randall's quitting, Cab's quitting, and I'm being fired. So, 
they're quitting. That's the title. No, uh, I hope, I hope, I know you guys will keep this rolling. I've had a blast. Thank you, Patty, for allowing me to do this. I mean, you were, you're the OG. Both of you are the OGs of this. Mm, Tom is. I'm not. I came late to the party. Tom, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Hey, I think you both have done a great job, and we will miss you on the show. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. Maybe. Even if I got a maybe. Oh, okay. If I oh, give okay. that invite, we'll need guests in the future. So, yeah. You yeah. No, you guys are gonna do great. Uh, I will say we're going in the holidays. We need. We do need to touch on this real quick. Going in the holidays. Be safe. There's people scamming out there. We just had an email come out about uh, someone stealing packages off porches, which I'll be sending out a next door post on that. Thank you. Ian. You know. Yes. Caught him right. Uh, this was a this time of year. It, this is it's pretty common. Yeah. Oh, common. I thought you said we. I did, I did say we're, there were a couple that were apprehended. We've caught we've caught some, but there was Returned one the literally just this morning that we got an email about. Uh, so just you know, be aware of your surroundings. Take care of your loved ones. You know, keep your head on a swivel. I mean, we live in a very safe community, but unfortunately, it just takes that one bad apple to to do something. So um, you know, make sure. You're keeping an eye on your purses, ladies, when you're going to the stores. If somebody calls you and tells you that, uh, you know, they're in jail and they need you to send them money, don't send them money. I actually just started a book last night, and it, it had the exact scam that we see all the time to where a, a person will call an elderly individual and say, and wait for her. He'll say, Grandma or Grandpa? And then the, the elderly person will respond by saying, you know, Justin? And then you just gave them the bad guy, your, your, your grandson's name. And then they keep that flowing and eventually talk them into Western Union. union ing. Is that how you'd say that? The money. You tracking. Hey, you messed up earlier. Okay. <laughs> um, point being, there's people out there, unfortunately, that are going to take advantage of, of people. So don't let that be you. Any other words of wisdom since you're the one on the street? Well, I think the only thing I would add to it is that we see, uh, like at the mall parking, hiding valuables in your vehicles, you know, people are snooping around vehicles, looking for opportunities to take things, keeping things locked up, things like that. Absolutely. You know, make sure, put it in your trunk or take it home. Um, every time, how often do people say, well, I always lock my doors, Right. you know, and those, unfortunately people smash windows, but a lot of times it's Murphy's law, right? The one time that you forget to lock your doors is when you leave that awesome present out and you're in your car or a firearm man we have firearms stolen take that stuff inside secure it in your homes but be safe we're here have a great holiday and we will see well sergeant we, hartman we will we'll see you in 20 yeah hey, you know what but i'll see you out actually on the street. actually let's just do this you two go ahead and end the podcast i just did we will see you in 2022 <laughs> hey you got some work to do that's all i have to say sorry <laughs>